Praise the Lord. We'll um, greet each other in the precious name of Jesus. We bless the Lord. What's beautiful Sabbath day. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Not a broad shame. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we bless you this day. Thank you for this beautiful Sabbath that you've given us, Sabbath like we've not ever seen before. We do welcome you, Holy Ghost. In this place amongst your people, we do bind Satan, the devil, all spirits of oppression and depression and oppression and obsession. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you'd have your way, Father, here today as we glorify and lift up your name. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Let us stand and give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. <clears throat> you know, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a cappella worship here or praise this morning. Amen. Um when that was, you know, when we first started, wasn't nobody but myself, Carol, Chuck, and Liddy, and we would sing in the the home that we had, then we would take this same type of songs and praises to uh, the different church building, to the basement, and, and bought it here. And at some of the time, we had some of the most anointed, anointed worship because there wasn't nobody around to try to impress. So our heart was pure, <clears throat> you know, toward the Lord. I'm not saying that our heart is not pure today, but sometimes it's good to go back and do your first works over again. Amen. Just so you can remember what, who, you know, who the Lord is. Amen. Amen. If you got some tamarinds, you might want to grab them. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. But we'll, um, and, and all of them are songs we're familiar with. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up, higher and higher, and he shall lift you In the sight of the Lord, humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord, and He, and he shall lift you up higher. Shall lift you up. 
thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. And he Higher and higher, higher and higher, 
from the death of your soul. Hallelujah. He shall lift you up and 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 he shall lift and he and he shall lift you up higher and higher and he shall lift you up glory to Jesus hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, get in the spirit of praise and worship. It's all about him and not about you. It's all about him and not about you. David said, I will make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And I will sing songs and melodies unto him in my heart, amen. It's all about Jesus, amen. Hallelujah, he must increase and we must decrease is that right hallelujah hallelujah when the spirit of the lord comes upon my heart i will dance like david dance when the spirit of the lord comes upon my heart i will dance like david dance and i will dance yes i'll dance yes i'll dance like david dance yes, and i will dance yes i'll dance like David dance and when the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart I will sing like David sing when the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart I will sing like David sing and I will sing yes I'll sing yes I'll sing like David sing and I will sing, yes I'll sing, I will sing like David sing. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will pray like David prayed. And the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will pray like David prayed. And I will pray, yes I'll pray, I will pray like David prayed. And I will pray, yes I'll pray, yes I'll pray like David prayed. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will run like David run. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will run like David run. And I will run, I will run, I will run like David run. And I will Like David run 
When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will sing like David sing. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will sing like David sing. And I will sing. Yes, I'll sing. Yes, I'll sing like David sing. And I will sing. I will sing, I will sing like David sing. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless the name of Jesus. Glory be to the King. Hallelujah. Glory be to the King. When I do, I guess a little bit louder. Hallelujah. Amen. Joy bell keeps ringing in my soul. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. I said, Joy bells, joy bells, joy bells keep ringing in my soul. I said, Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. I said, Joy bells, joy bells, joy bells keep ringing in my soul. I said, Jesus, Jesus keep ringing in my soul. Jesus, Jesus keeps ringing in my soul. I said, Jesus, oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus keeps ringing in my soul. I said, victory, victory keeps ringing in my soul. Victory, victory keeps ringing in my soul. I've got victory, victory. Victory, victory keeps ringing in my soul. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. I said, Joy bells, joy bells, joy bells keep ringing in my soul. I said, ring, 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 that bell keeps ringing my soul. I got the joy of the Holy Ghost. I thank my Jesus for the Holy Ghost. I got the joy of the Holy Ghost. When I wake in the morning, I got the ring in my soul. Through the middle of the day, I got the ring in my soul. Hey, late at night, he's ringing my soul. He's ringing my soul. He's ringing my soul. I said that joy bells, joy bells, joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Glory to the King. Hallelujah.
You know, the object of worship is not to stand around and look and see what other people are doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I got to get apple cider when I get finished singing, but it's all right. Though. Hmm? Amen. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I said, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I said, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I said, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. I said, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I sold this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I know that this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Whoa, this Holy Ghost that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I said, this Holy Ghost that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I said, this Holy Ghost that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I know the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Oh, this Jesus that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I said, this Jesus that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I know that this Jesus that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Oh, this joy that I have. Well, well they give it to me. Hallelujah. This joy that I have. Yeah, Lord. The world did give it to me. I said. This joy that I have. Oh, the world didn't give it to me. No. The world didn't give it and the world didn't take it away. Hallelujah. I said this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. I said this joy that I have. The world, the world didn't, didn't give it to me. me. You know that this joy that, that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I know the, the world, world can't give it, and the world can't take it away. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I said, I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I know the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Well, this Holy Ghost that I have. Oh, the world, the world didn't, didn't give, give it to me. me. I oh, know that this Holy Ghost that I have, have, yeah. The world didn't give it to me. I know that this, this Holy Ghost that, that I have, Lord. The world didn't give it to me. I know the world can't give it and the world can't take it away. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. Oh, joy, 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 joy. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. 
Old footstomp hand clap. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to you, Jesus. Victory, victory shall be mine. Shall be mine, yeah. Victory, oh, victory shall be mine. And if I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, victory shall be mine. I said, victory, victory, oh, victory, victory shall, shall be mine. Victory, oh, victory shall be mine. And if I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, victory shall be mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. These old soul stirring songs right here. Hallelujah. Do you got joy? Well, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. When he joined the Holy Ghost. Amen. When he joined the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Again, when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David dance. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David dance. And I will dance. <coughs> yes, I'll dance. Yes, I'll dance like David dance. And I will dance. Yes, I'll dance. Yes, I'll dance like David dance. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will shout like David shout. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will shout like David shout. And I will shout. Yes, I'll shout. Yes, I'll shout like David shout. And I will shout. Yes, I'll shout. Yes, I'll shout like David shout. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will praise like David prayed. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will praise like David prays. And I will pray. Yes, I'll praise. Yes, I'll praise like David prays. And I will praise. Yes, I'll praise. Yes, I'll praise like David prays. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David dance. Come on, dance. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David dance. And I will dance. Yes, I'll dance. Yes, I'll dance like David dance. And I will dance. 
I'll dance. Yes, I'll dance like David danced. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will clap like David clapped. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will clap like David clapped. And I will clap. Yes, I'll clap. Yes, I'll clap like David clapped. And I will I'll clap, yes I'll clap like David clap, and I will clap, yes I'll clap, yes I'll clap like David clap, yes I'll clap, I will clap, I will clap like David clap, and I will clap, yes I'll clap. Yes, I'll clap like David clap, and I will clap. Yes, I'll clap. Yes, I'll clap like David clap. Glory be to the King Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I can go on all day. <laughs> Hallelujah keeps ringing in my soul. Hallelujah keeps ringing in my soul. I said hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah keeps ringing in my soul. I said I need you, Jesus, I need you in my soul. I need you, Jesus, I need you in my soul. I said I need you, Jesus, need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus, ringing in my soul. I said, thank you, Jesus, keeps ringing in my soul. Thank you, Jesus, keeps ringing in my soul. I said, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, keeps ringing in my soul. Hallelujah keeps ringing in my soul. The highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah keeps ringing in my soul. I said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah keeps ringing in my soul. Glory. I just love them songs. Hallelujah. Sister Carol takes all in there and you know coming back. <laughs> hmm? Kind of songs they even sing when, when it's just me and him. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You know, the Lord is just worthy. 
And let me define what he's worthy. He's worthy of all our praise. He's just worthy, brother and sister. Amen. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. But it takes that humility. You got to humble yourself. In his sight. He said, if you do that, he will lift you up. Amen. Amen. Old soul-stirring songs, amen. You may be seated if you can. We bless the name of Jesus. You telling me, brother, you are hot? Die. <laughs> Good to see brother Richard and brother Josh again. Amen. Isn't that truth? Hallelujah. I like singing to the Lord, saints. I mean, I really truly do. I like glorifying the name of Jesus. I do. I better, better watch myself. I'll keep going. I got one of those um, energizer batteries. I told Lydia, I said, Lydia, you're going to sing with us this morning. Huh? She said, I'll sing with you. That's what she's talking about right there. <laughs> Bless her heart. I like Lydia singing. Amen. But I need more and more Jesus in my soul. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How's everybody doing? Am I doing all right? Hallelujah. Well, amen. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll testify. Anybody got a testimony for the Lord Jesus? We'll testify. Amen. What are you doing? Waiting for somebody else? Praise the Lord. I'm thankful to the Lord Jesus for saving me. I'm thankful that he's brought me here and stayed with me and that he's given me his Holy Spirit. He's not taking his spirit away from me um, and that he continues to walk with me and teach me through his word and by the preaching. I'm so thankful to the Lord to just be here and be among saints and brothers and sisters and I can wake up every morning and see people around me that love God and, and I'm so thankful for that and I just bless you Jesus and thank you for your blood. Praise the Lord. Thank you Father. Just Thank you for bringing me here to Straightway, and I just thank you, Lord, for the work you're doing with, with us, all of us here. And I thank you, Lord, that I can wake up and see the saints around me, because I sure need them, Father, and I need you too, Lord. And I just bless you, Lord, and I just thank you. Thank you for the wonderful pastor that you've given us to give us this truth, Father God, that we need this every day. We need to hear it. And I just thank you for all things, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I bless your holy name. I thank you that you reign eternal. And Father, your word does say that you will reign over the Gentiles and they will put their trust in you. I thank you for teaching me about trust. And I thank you, Father God. I testify that you have given me back many things that I thought the world had taken away from me. And uh, one of them was school teaching. I gave up my career as a school teacher because I said it does not line up with the word of God. And it didn't line up with my life. 
And um, about maybe four years later, I met Pastor, and he absolutely confirmed it that, you know, from a man of God that, no, you don't need to be out there on a job. And I thank him for that. But he's given that back to me. I'm able to help Sister Mary and her children. Um, it's been a real joy to me. And some of the sisters have noticed. They said, Sister Barb, you look so happy. And I heard that from several of them. I was like, wow, I didn't notice it. I didn't know that. I was just beaming. But it's so wonderful, uh, you know, when you've worked 17 years as a person going through education to become a teacher and then after that to work 10 years as a teacher as a public librarian in a school it was uh, you know very I, I enjoyed it I really like working with children and, and it's just a real joy to watch them learn and and um, then I was I had a 14 years experience after that teaching my own children and now I've gotten to come out here and be able to teach others to the joy of education and not in the worldly sense and one of the things that was eye-opening to me I um, was teaching about the four types of sentences. And, you know, I was learning about them because I'm learning right along with the children. And um, one is a declarative sentence, which means you make a statement and it's a fact. And then an uh, interrogative statement, I'm going to see if the children remember these, it's when you ask a question. And then um, the exclamatory, where you make a statement and it's at exclamation points at the end. But there was one that I really tuned into. It was the imperative. And that is a command. And I was looking at one of Sky's papers and I went, Wow, they were using Bible verses, giving commands, and it's stuff that I hadn't really picked up in my heart. I was like, Father, now I recognize these are commands. You know, they're not just declarative. They're not just facts, and maybe we can accept them, and maybe we can't. These are commands to my spirit. So it tuned me into a greater level of that, and I want to thank you for that, Father. I thank you for all things that you've done, for you do all things well. In your name, I bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. You know, I stand before you all full of truth and my life is reflected upon truth now because I live there each and every day for my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and my testimony I'm about to bring forth right now it reflects upon my son Pastor Dow you know uh, when the Lord put a calling upon me he did it through my son Pastor Dow I never will forget the day that he told myself and his mother that we were going straight to hell and I said this to say uh this uh, scripture in the Bible is pertaining to Gideon. His daddy was named Joash. And my life was situated, you know, somewhere towards that. You know, I, I thought I knew the Lord, but, you know, I was always, you know, running from him. And Gideon, he had, had uh, faith, you know, to serve the Lord throughout his, his life. And that was a calling put upon him by and through the Lord Jesus Christ. But his daddy always, you know, kind of slacked back off of that. So after Gideon's daddy, Joash, started following Gideon, paying a lot of attention to him. They saw that he was determined to run for the Lord. So he entombed himself right alongside with him. He gave Gideon another name named Jerubel, if you all are familiar with that scripture in the Bible. And I said this to say this about my son. I know that he is a man of God, and I respect that. I have always respected that because I know I used to be a tyrant myself. And watching him grow through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that brought joy in my life. You know what I mean? It made me want to run for the Lord. And from that day to this day right now, I have seen the Lord put his hand on this pastor right here. He's not a pastor by name. He's a pastor. He's not, he's not only a pastor by the name. He lives what he says. He, he, he lives what he preaches. The Lord God said not only to be a hearer of the word, but you've got to be a doer of the word. And by your fruits you shall know him. And if anybody can see what I see in Jesus Christ, thank God in this place right here, in this tabernacle. You know, the joy of the Lord, he is my strength. And I have a pastor that I can follow him 
because he follows Jesus Christ. And I will do this for my dying days. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I just want to thank my Lord, my Savior, my King, Jesus Christ. I want to thank him for the truth that he has put in my spirit. I want to thank him especially for the messages that we've been receiving lately about dying daily, about putting off the old man, render him dead, reckon him dead according to his deceitful lust. Got a chance to see that word actually come forth this week in a situation. And uh, uh, had a customer that uh, was very rude to me. Uh, Ten years ago, I probably wouldn't have given it a second thought. I would have dealt with it right there on the spot. But to, to, to hear, to know that the words you're hearing are actually taking root because of the response that you come out with, and I knew that wasn't me. It was the Holy Ghost. But just to acknowledge what was going on, uh, that to recognize the, the battle for what it was, and to just leave it alone. Uh, and to respond to heap the coals on the other person's head. And I couldn't have done that without, without God. I couldn't have done that without the Lord Jesus. I couldn't have done that without the the teaching that I've received here. Uh, and I'm thankful for that because I know that I can go on now. I don't have to be stuck with myself because myself is beginning to finally go to its place, the grave. And uh hope it just stays there. Hallelujah. Glory to the King. And he will because he's increasing and I'm decreasing. I don't want it any other way, Lord Jesus. I really don't. I've had it my way for many, many years. And that way is a way of death. You have the way of life. You have all wisdom. You know what's best for me. I bless you. I will follow you to the end of my life. And I will seal my testimony. And I will come out the other side bearing a true witness because of the work that you are doing this day. I bless you and thank you for it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I, I confess that the Lord Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah, and he came in the flesh to destroy the works of the devil. And I thank him so much for for the blood that he shed and and spilled for me. And um, <clears throat> I, I thank him for for adopting me and putting me in my place with his with his people. And his word. His word uh, said that says that uh, anyone who leaves father, mother, husband, wife, children, that they're going to receive a, a hundredfold, and it's how true that is. How true that is because I have I have brothers and sisters, I have grandchildren, I have I even have a mother. 
and and I and it was in my spirit recently to to ask her uh, some advice from her, and she truly she truly gave me uh, wise advice, and it helped me a great deal. So, all all hail to to Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for all you give me. And this is the testimony. When I meet Pastor Dowell on my prow, on my shame, and my all the crap I have in my mind, just I ask him, well, Pastor Dowell, and I think this... Uh, this uh, Art, martial art, I know. This thing, I know. What, what is that? And he says, it's lies, brother. That is lies. But no, all my life, I think, that is true. But he says, no, no, brother, it's the lie. This is the way. Yo, man. What way is that? My, and, he, and Jesus, I believe, Jesus touched my heart. And it was so great time. And I, I go through the great wilderness because my proud, my proud was very hard and my heart very stoned. And three years, three years after I met Pastor Dowell, I come here, live here. And it's all this privilege Jesus gave me to be here with all the brethren for the old this life, this beautiful life, this so long suffering. I, I wake up every morning and I the only thing I said I says, please Jesus, give me the strong. I put my will, you give me the strong to go through all this all this thing. Give me a wisdom to operate in my life. And two days, three three days ago Two, two, three days ago, one of the brothers, he come from outside and he says, man, you're a genius. And I said, well, I'm not, I'm not a genius, just Jesus helped me. And I pray every day to that help to show me what the way. I'm not a genius. I just follow the common sense. Jesus <laughs> teach me. Genius? What genius, please? I praise the Lord. That was a great time. Uh, that that experience, Brother Doug Baker had, and all the knowledge he put every day. I talk with him, man, and he said, "Well, brother, you need be careful with this. With what, brother? Da 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 da. <laughs> My proud again. Here we go. And you know, every day I te he teach me." What the way? And sometimes I, I tell him, and other things, and it's, it's one life. It's the beautiful life. Live here, and hear Pastor Dowell in the mornings, in the dining hall, and I say, why I don't think that, or why I haven't thought that before. <laughs> there I go again, my proud. Oh, Jesus, help me. 
And thank you, Jesus, for this life. Thank you, Jesus, for the brethren. Thank you, Jesus, for delivering me of that Egypt. I live in my country in Colombia. Thank you, Jesus, because I'm here. Thank you, Pastor Dowell, for your knowledge. Thank you, thank you everyone, for everything. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank the Lord for being here today. I thank him for his love. I thank him for his forgiveness. I thank him for his mercy and his compassion. I thank him that he's a forgiven God. The word says... That we be, we're made overcomers by the word of our testimony. I love the Lord I may not understand all of his ways but that's alright I'm learning and I'm growing but sometimes growth hurts I wanted to share something with you right quick been struggling lately been going through a battle I know you all know that I love each and every one of you and I appreciate the prayers that you've prayed for me. I appreciate your encouragement. I appreciate your compassion and your concern. So I thank you for the family that God has given me. <clears throat> but I've been struggling lately. Been going through a trial. And been finding it hard to overcome. And a few weeks ago, I was praying and talking to the Lord. And my mind was bombarded by things and struggles and all sorts of stuff. And I was quiet for a second. And the Lord ministered to me, I believe, and told me, That I let things get on my mind. And I let other things take my vision off of Him. And then I let it steal His glory. And that nothing is worthy of taking our mind or our eyes or our focus up off of Him. And I had to repent. Because I, I realize sometimes we don't understand and we may be struggling, and we may be going through a battle, or we may be just having a hard time. We may be looking for guidance and everything, but the thing about it is, sometimes the battle or the struggle or our lack of understanding or whatever it may be, may be there for the very reason to take our eyes off of God. May be there for that reason, to steal our joy, and to steal our peace, and to steal our happiness. And that's what I had allowed to happen in my life, because when we take our eyes off God... We don't have peace. We don't have joy. And we don't have happiness in our lives. 
And I'm telling you, we need God in our lives every day to guide and direct. We don't need to walk through a miserable world without Him in our life, not feeling joy and peace and happiness and having it overflowing in our hearts. God is real and He is worthy of our praise. And this word went into my went into the applied this word came into my heart that it was just like Peter was. When, I, when Jesus came walking to him on the sea, and it was a storm, I believe, he was walking on the sea to get to his disciples, and they seeing him was fearful. And they cried out unto him, if it was him, for him to be bid unto him. And he said, come. And Peter stepped down out of the boat The storm was all around him. The waves was all around him. The storm and the battle was real at that point. But he'd done something nobody else had done. He walked on that water toward the Lord. And as long as he kept his eyes on God, it didn't matter what was going on around him. It didn't matter how much it was raining. It didn't matter what the waves was doing. It didn't matter if it was lightning. It didn't matter as long as he kept God in his eyes. But it was when that he took his eyes off the Lord. That's when his faith was lost. That's when he began to sink. And that's when his trouble hit. And I realized that the battles are going to be there every day. If we're trying to serve Christ at all, the battles are going to be there. Because that's the promises of serving God that the enemy is trying to get us. And as long as he's still after us, then he ain't got it. And the battles are going to continue day by day, minute by minute. They're going to be there continually. When you overcome one, there's going to be another one right there. Until this breath leaves our body, we're going to have to fight. We're going to have to wrestle. We're going to have to overcome. We're going to have to endure to the end because there is a real devil. And he doesn't care what he does to try to get your eyes off God. He doesn't care what he has to do to try to steal your joy. He doesn't care what he has to do to try to take you away from God and separate you from his love God is God and he is deserving and worthy of my praise and I fell short of praising God and worshiping him and letting him know that I appreciate him and I confess that I'm going to praise you I'm going to praise you through the storm I'm going to praise you through the battle I'm going to praise you when it's good times I'm going to praise you when it's bad times I'm going to praise you when I understand I'm going to praise you when I don't understand you're worthy of my praise because you're God you healed my body you brought me out of a devil's hell and if you never do nothing else for me you're still God you're still my Lord and I love you Jesus I love you Lord for everything that you've done oh we're miserable people oh Lord help our wretchedness oh gosh Lord I fell short so many times <laughs> and I love you, Lord, and I thank you for your mercy and your compassion that you would even take the time to come and talk with me, that you would even take the time to fool with me, that you would even time to take the time to love me and instruct me. So I praise you, Lord, this day. 
for everything that you are and everything that you've done. Oh, Lord, you're worthy of my praise, and I love you, and I appreciate you, and I glorify your holy name, Jesus. Lord, I'm nothing. Oh, Lord Jesus, Lord, and I'm nothing, and he has showed me. But I wanted to share that testimony with you. The flesh didn't feel like getting up here and doing this. But I know that I had to do it and I know that I needed to overcome and be an overcomer and let the Lord know that I love Him and I don't want to waller in misery. I don't want to waller in the place that I've been. I don't want to be in the situation that I've been in, miserable and heavy hearted and oppressed and all of these motions and feelings and things that I have felt. God is worthy of my praise. He's worthy of my praise and true that we must die out to everything that has held us back from the vision of seeing God. We've got to die. We've got to die daily and let God be in our vision and nothing else. Nothing else should be in our vision but Him. Nothing at all. So I love you and I love God. And I wanted to share that testimony with you for He is worthy of our praise. And if you don't know or don't understand anything, then look at the way that I have been and the way that I have been miserable and waller and everything and don't go the way that I did. Don't, don't take your eyes off God. Don't go to the same place that I have walked in. I love you. And I appreciate the love and the prayers. I appreciate each and every one of you. I love my pastor. I love him. And I appreciate what he stands for. And I thank him for all things. And I love God. I want to thank the Lord that I have parents that love me. Because most parents, they don't love their children or show it enough. Because they, they go off and let their children do stuff when they're not even there. And I just want to thank the Lord for letting me have parents that care about me and I want to thank the Lord that I have a mother that gets to spend time with me now because she didn't get to spend time with me because she'd have to work and I want to thank the Lord that she gets to homeschool me because all the stuff that's been going through school at public and I want to thank the Lord for letting us have enough money to pay for our house and stuff and I want to thank the Lord that my mother does get to spend time with me because she used to didn't and that my mom used to work and my dad used to and my brother, my sister, and me, we had to stay home alone and we would have to do school by ourselves and sometimes we wouldn't understand what it means and we'd have to ask each other about it and we're all in different rooms most of the time. I want to thank the Lord for letting us get to spend time with people we love. And I want to thank the Lord for letting us have people down here so we can actually speak fellowship and everything with her. I just want to thank the Lord. I just want to thank the Lord for pulling me out of the world. I want to thank the Lord for what he's done to my family and for me. I want to thank him for the knowledge that I am gaining here on a daily basis. I was in the world without knowledge for years, and I want to be that sponge to soak up as much as I can. I love the pastor and the knowledge he brings. 
I love all of you all. You are my new family, and I love you dearly. I don't really know what to say, but um, I had struggled with something, also like Daddy was saying, and I had a talk with Granny Gaston, and I felt like I had fallen short of God. And Granny told me that how you overcome stuff is about praise. How the walls of Jericho fell as they were praising. And today, when Pastor and Sister Carol were singing, there was my opportunity to praise him. And I feel like I've really overcome it. And I want to thank you, Granny, for giving me wisdom. And I want to thank God for me to come down and sit next to you and just talk with you in fellowship. And I thank God for great parents who love me. And they may not give me everything that I want, but I guess if God gave us everything we wanted, then it would draw us farther away from him. And I'm glad that he's still giving me everything I've hoped for and dreamed. I thank him for everything. I just want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank the Christ today for my upbringing. As you all know, I'm a student now, and I can really see a big difference between me and other young adults. I mean, in my Western Civ class, there's a girl I sit beside. She asked what a mosque was. And... That just kind of floored me. And she didn't even know who Abraham was either. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. But um, Ashley, she um, she'd kind of scared me a little bit when I first started school because she had said that when she had went to school that a lot of kids were making fun of certain girls who like dress like me. But I figured, well, she went to a small school and it won't be the same. And actually, it hasn't been the same. I'm respected by everybody, a lot, everybody likes me. Well, not everybody, but I have a lot of friends and I mean, I have friends that are football players, art majors, uh, business majors, and just everybody from different groups. And um, in my communications class, sometimes, well, sometimes I used to feel a, bit, a little nervous speaking in front of people, but I know you probably, y'all probably can't imagine that, but, um, <laughs> But when I get up there, I may feel a little nervous at first, and then I get up there and I'm really confident and I'm bold, and I always make a really, really, really good grade, a lot better than other people in my class. And this girl, she came in to speak to us about majoring in communications, and she's like a junior. And I noticed a lot of fumbling in her speech and everything, and I was like, well, she's not really a good representative. It's like, I could do better than that, though I'm not gonna be majoring in communications. <laughs> and, um, well, in my Western Civ class, there's a lot of room for discussion. So every once in a while, I'll sneak in like a religious question, which is actually brought up a lot. He had mentioned how Charlemagne was crowned at Christmas time. And so I raised my hand and I was like, 
Christmas. I said, is it true that that comes from a pagan holiday? And he said, as far as I know, yep. And I was like, really? I said, that's interesting. And everybody was like, what? <laughs> and, and he was like, yeah. He said, and also if people you know, did their research, they would know that um, Jesus was not born in wintertime, but he was born in the spring because that was around the time of Roman censorship. And um, I said, yeah, and the whole sheep in the pasture, grazing on snow and whatnot. And um, well, I'm, I'm grateful for my pre-college education, really, because it really prepared me a lot for what I'm doing now. And I'm really grateful for that. I mean, it's, it's awesome that I'm like at the top of all my classes, making the best grades in um, all the classes I'm taking right now. And well, I guess I just want to thank God for good parents and who homeschooled me, and I really appreciate that. I wouldn't have given it up for the world. Well, bless you all. Praise Lord. Hallelujah. We're gonna be in the Word of the Lord today. We're gonna read a few scriptures here. We're gonna be in. We're gonna start at Joel, the second chapter. We're gonna start at twenty-eight verse. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to the king. Joel 2.28. Joel 2.28. There is something that is drastically missing in our society today. In our time. But it only takes a few people. To get the fire burning. Hallelujah. Only takes two, a few people. <clears throat> Joel 2 starting at the 28th verse. It says. And it shall come to pass afterwards. That I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters. Shall prophesy. And your old men. Shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. I got a ringing up here. And also upon thy servants and upon thy handmaidens, O days, will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. I'm still ringing. These monitors up here. The sun shall be turned into darkness. And the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Amen. Isaiah 28. Isaiah the 28th chapter. Starting at the... Uh, Ninth verse. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. 
here a little, and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backwards and be broken and snared and taken. Go to the book of Matthew, the third chapter. We'll start at the uh, tenth verse. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with a holy ghost and with fire whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Mark 16th chapter. Starting in verse 14. And he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved and he that believeth not shall be damned and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Acts, the second chapter. Starting at verse 16. 
But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord cometh. Acts 2, verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God have made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking in bread and in prayers. Go over to Acts chapter 4. We'll start at verse 10. Be it known unto you all, And to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby... We must be saved. Acts chapter 19. First verse. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast of, it came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples and he said unto them, have ye received the Holy Ghost since you believe?" And he said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? 
And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John, verily baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. Hallelujah. We live in a time, brothers and sisters, that the manifestation of the church is actually an impotent manifestation. The same power that has been expressed by our brothers and sisters that went on before us is almost barely even seen today. At best, we believe that we've done something when we come to church and we hear a good song or a good word. But the Bible teaches us that the early church had power. They had Holy Ghost power. Of course, the devil, who is a liar, has done everything in his power to make sure that the power of God has been removed from the assemblies of God. And he hasn't done this by saying that the words that they're reading is not true. He has just produced a bunch of impotent folks. To where now a believer is someone who is a Christian in name only. But the manifestations of the gifts, the signs, the wonders, and the power that should accompany those who have been born again and filled with God's Holy Spirit is rarely even seen. The people in the world today who attend what we are called churches and assemblies their preachers and teachers are not doing what the Bible tells them to do because how can you express the gift of God when you don't have the gift of God? In order to talk about the Holy Ghost, you've got to have the Holy Ghost. There are some doctrines that preach and teach that once you believe, you receive the Holy Ghost. But what Bible and what scripture did that come from? It's not in the book. Forms, traditions, and doctrines have led us into a form of godliness. And now we live the life to where we actually deny the power thereof. Today, the church has to suffer the same fate as the world. If we're sick, we go to the doctor. If we have mental trouble, we go to the psychologist. We go to every institutionalized degree learned person to receive what we would call help for our present troubles rather than going to the one who saved us and called us by his name. Today, you don't see too many people putting too much stock and faith in what they call church or men of God because it's become a social gathering. It's come a time to where we do programs and we do things to keep people interested rather than having the good old-fashioned word of God and the Holy Ghost there to change someone's soul. 
The Bible says that it was prophesied of before Jesus even came that the Messiah would receive the Holy Ghost. It said that he would be baptized. It said that he would deliver his people and save his people from their sins. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is still alive and, and well. He may not be alive and well in you. He may not be alive and well in some of the churches that people attend, but he is still alive. The problem that is going on today, brothers and sisters, is that rather than we believe in what the word of God says, we've put tradition before the word. We've put what our faith has said before the word. If a man who claims to be a leader tells us to stand up in the assembly, but you should not clap, we obeyed that without contesting that because the word says clap your hands unto the Lord. The Bible says in Acts 5.29 that we ought to obey God rather than man. I don't understand the dismal ignorance of people today to where they can sit and put up with all types of form of godliness and false doctrines and say nothing of it at all, especially if we've been filled with God's Holy Spirit. Because there's one thing about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit and the Word will always agree. Now, you've got to understand, brothers and sisters, that if a man claims to have the Spirit of God and his Word doesn't line up with the written Word of God and he's telling you that it's the Word, you ought to reject that. You ought to run far from that and never subject yourself to that apostasy, never subject yourself to those lies and that deceit at all at any given time. You see, Satan knows full well that he can't keep God's people from assembling together, but he knows that he can beat you to church. He can beat you to a front row seat. Amen. Or either he can meet you in church because you will host him right along into the assembly. Jesus, when he was here up on the earth, there are two things that he mentioned concerning salvation. One was, you must be born again. And he told us in this born again, he said it must be of the water and of the spirit. So what you have is you have today, the Baptist says this, the Pentecostals says this, the Apostolics says this. Everybody is saying what they say and nobody's saying what God's word says. The Bible says that Jesus, when he came, he received the baptism. But he had to be baptized by somebody. That man whose name was John. John told everybody in the world about Jesus to come. You see, the one reason why that power is not being showed today in assemblies because people have stopped talking about Jesus. We start talking about ourselves. We start talking about our families. We start talking about all the things that we accomplish and things we can do 
and, and, and what we would like to get done. And then we would like to have God coexist with what we have planned and programmed and going on. But I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, we ought to get back to the old landmarks. We need to go back and do the first works over again. Don't care if you've been saved one year, five years, 20 years, 50 years, or 100 years. The word is still right. And it's going to be right when we're dead and gone. The word declares that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass. So Jesus, being the fulfilling of all things, and plus our perfect example of the way that we should receive salvation, is clearly outlined in the book. That if we're going to be born again, the way that the scripture says, and if we're going to have this Holy Spirit, the way that the scripture says, and this power of God, the way that the scripture says, we must walk after what is written. John said, there is one who is coming after me, who is mightier than I, whose shoe latches I am not even worthy unloose. John mentioned two things. He said, when he's come, he is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of the true and living God. Fire, whatever it touches, does not remain in its present state. When you receive the Bible baptism of the Holy Ghost and a fire, you cannot be the same person who you once was. Because that fire is going to burn out everything that you used to be and it's going to consume you. So you can be built back up again. When John saw Jesus coming to be baptized of him, he said, what in the world are you doing? I am the one that need to be baptized of you. He said, John, we must fulfill all righteousness in everything that is written. You know just as well as I do who I am, but so we can fulfill the scripture, you go ahead and you baptize me. So Jesus was baptized completely in water. So when someone is going to be born again, there must be a baptism. The baptism is showing a death. The baptism is showing that you are finished with your way. Now, let's get the order of things. Jesus didn't have to repent, but we need to repent. Hallelujah. Acts 2.38 says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remissions of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So there are people that are telling folks that when you get saved or you make a mental ascent or a mission with your mouth that you confess your sins, that you automatically receive the Holy Ghost, that is a lie. That is the reason why the church is in the condition it's in today because it's refusing the power of God. And my personal, my personal advice on that is for you to get away from every lying man so that you can hear God. Hallelujah. 
Now, the first order of business for true salvation is repentance. But in order for someone to repent, the gospel has to be preached. The reason why we see little repentance going on today is because everything is being preached, everything is being taught, but the gospel. The gospel is what has the power of God to change people. The word of God has the power to change people. Not you, your tradition, or your religion. Just the word. The word is good enough by itself. Sometimes we get caught up into trying to win people. We change the word. We uh, try to make it more convenient and more comfortable. We want to remove the sting of the word away from the conscience of men's mind so that they won't really truly receive what it means to have pain and death to die out to yourself. The church is powerless today because they refuse the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in Mark 16, 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, if you ask the question today, who believes? You would almost get a 100% answer in the assemblies, I believe. The word says that in my name they shall cast out devils. So that's one of the first things you should be able to, uh, well, let's, say, let's just say it's one of the first things you should be able to accompany those that believe. See, today we allow people to deceive us because Jesus said, you shall know them by their fruit. The works that I do, you shall do. And greater works than these shall you do. Why? Because I'm going to the Father. Why I'm going to the Father? Because you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you will be witnesses of me. And not only would you be witness of me, but you will heal the sick. You will cleanse the leper. You would raise the dead. And you will cast out devils. I am going to do the same thing with you as I did with Moses. I'm going to give you signs that follow believers to let everybody know that you are who you say you are. And you are representing me here on this earth. I'm going to manifest myself to you in such a way that the world is not going to know. I'm going to give you my spirit. And I'm telling you today, we've kicked Jesus right out of the church for sake of convenience. We've kicked him right out of the assemblies for sake of convenience. We've kicked him out of the homes for sake of convenience. Now, let's, let's really give it a real true name for convenience. Sin. Sin. We posted some videos up on GodTube called The Law, The Holy Law, and they rejected it. And so I put it up on YouTube, the video that was rejected by GodTube. I'm trying to figure out why in the world would somebody reject someone telling the truth. Especially being what you would call a Christian website. Well, this day the axe is being laid to the root, brothers and sisters. You need the Holy Ghost. And you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And you need the fire of God to consume your very heart and your life. 
The reason why the power of God's not being showed today is because if we was on the fire, we didn't stay there long enough to get burned up. Because when someone has been burned by the fire of God, they are finished with themselves because there's nothing else left. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? The Bible says that the disciples went everywhere. Miracles and signs following. Today, you got to tell the truth. We have nothing but a form and fashion of God. We don't have that power going on like it. Now, now here at Straightway, and I don't really want to make us seem like that we're something when we're nothing. But to me, I think it's a blessing to have a, a congregation that nobody is under any doctor's care whatsoever at all. I, I thank God that we, we ain't at each other's throat with bitter and strife and accusations and slanders and deceits and backbiting and putting forth the finger and fault-finding If you refuse the Bible, you refuse Jesus, you refuse Jesus, you refuse the Father, and you're going to refuse everything that he stands for. We can't just have Jesus in the assembly and then take Jesus and then don't take him back home. We can't have Jesus because we're around some believers and then as soon as we get away from them, you can't tell us from the world. There must be a transformation. There must be something inside of you that is going to burn. There must be something inside of you that wherever you go is going to light up everything around you. Jesus said you are the light of the world. And a city that's up on top of a hill, it cannot be hidden. But today, God's people have been hidden. They've been hidden because we're carrying a lot of devils. We're carrying a lot of depression. We're carrying a lot of obsession. Carrying a lot of mess and carrying a lot of garbage. Now, how can God use someone when they're not available? Can you say amen? How can God use someone when they're not available? If you're sick and diseased, you're not available to be used by God. How can you be available? None of us ain't got that anointing like Apostle Paul had. Amen. Look at us looking. We're getting quiet now. It's just the truth. But to be truly genuinely saved, you must receive the Holy Ghost. When you repent of your sins, you must willfully turn from your wicked ways. Repentance is nothing more than a made up mind by saying, I'm sick and tired of what I'm doing. I'm living a life of sin. It's against you, God. I am sinning against you and you alone. I repent. I confess this. I turn from his wicked way and I henceforth give my life totally to you, Jesus. Save my soul. With someone that is repentant, and you know the joy that we have when we repent, it's kind of hard to believe that someone is repent no longer has that joy no more. Well, you'll get people that repent and they'll be baptized, but they won't receive the Holy Ghost because they've been told that's done away with. What Bible is that? What scripture is that? So the devil has accomplished what he's supposed to behind the pulpit by getting you to stop 
halfway in the process of salvation. Because salvation is not just repentance alone. The complete salvation that the Bible talks about is, is repent and being baptized in water completely in the name of Jesus and receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. One baptism in two parts. And if you got the genuine Holy Ghost, these signs will follow them that believe. No two ways about it. The word is not wrong, brothers and sisters. What's wrong is what's been taught to us and what's been said to us. What's wrong is the way we've neglected the word of God. That, that's what's wrong. The word is right. The word is right. You take an assessment of our lives today as believers. Why should somebody believe what the Bible's saying when they can't see the fruit? Come on, let's just tell the truth, brothers and sisters. Come on, talk to me. Why should they believe what we're saying when they look at us and we're just as much as a mess as they are? People want to see victory in somebody's life. People want to see that Holy Ghost and that anointing shining right on through. And there ain't no such thing as you receiving the Holy Ghost and you don't speak in tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance. You don't receive that Holy Ghost, you ain't got the Holy Ghost. We got all these movements that are popping up in the last days, brothers and sisters, that are actually moving people away from the Holy Spirit. This is just a simple word here this morning. Very simple. Very simple word. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And there suddenly came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were all sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. The Holy Ghost set upon them. Let me ask you something, brother. So when you talk to people about Jesus, do you tell them about the Holy Ghost? Because all, if all you're trying to do is make them disciples out of you, no wonder nobody ain't saved today. By the, hey, by their fruit, you should know them. It don't do no good to hear how somebody can get healed and saved and delivered and stuff when, when they can't receive Jesus, the one who does the healing, the saving, and the delivering. People got to know that there's something more than just, well, I confess of my sins. I believe with my heart. Lord Jesus coming in my heart. Save me. Thank you, Lord. Last time I checked, there's more to it than that. Don't try to relieve the sting or take away the sting of repentance from someone. People need to cry. People need to moan. People need to be broken. People need to know that they're in a great trans transgression and in rebellion against God. They need to know that in order to get to God. How did you get to God? Well, when I got to God, I tell you what. I tell you what happened to me. I felt like I was dying. I felt like I fell short of the glory of God. I felt unclean and undone. When I was repenting for my sin, it was more in a begging mode. Save me, Lord. Save me, Father. I confess of every sin, iniquity, and transgression that I ever done. I could care less who was there. It was just me and my God. That's all that was there for me. 
I could care what people thought about me. I could care how I looked in somebody's eyes. All I know is that my heart was crying out to Jesus and I needed more of Jesus and I needed less of me. I needed more of Jesus and less of this world. When you really truly say, you will receive the Holy Spirit. Because God give the Holy Spirit to them that obey him. Now at that time, you may not think that you're obeying him, but see, when you're obeying the real true protocol of repentance, you are obeying him. He gives you the Holy Spirit to give you power to live so that you can obey him. Hmm? The plan of salvation is real clear, brothers and sisters. When you, when you look at Acts 19, the Bible says that Paul came to Ephesus and he found certain disciples. How many times do we see people who claim to be believers, we call them disciples? The first question that he asked them was, he didn't ask them, uh-uh, are you sick? How's your mom and daddy? What you been up to? The Bible said he found some certain disciples. He said, have you receive the Holy Ghost since you believe. You're going to have to be well versed in the scripture to go and find out about Joel 2.28, Isaiah 28 verses 11 and 12, Matthew chapter 3 verse 16. You're going to be able to go and show the people Acts 2.38, Mark 16 verse 16 and 17. You're going to have to take them Acts 19, 1 through 8 and Acts chapter 10, 44 through 48. You're going to have to show them the word of God from the word of God that they need it. Ask them, do you believe this word? Do you believe this word? Then the same Holy Ghost that was available then it's available now and this is what you're missing in this incomplete thing you call salvation no wonder you're defeated no wonder you're oppressed no wonder you got suicidal tendency and you're schizophrenic because you don't got the power to overcome you need the Holy Ghost power so I'm asking you today have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe Because the Holy Ghost is the power of God to help us to overcome everything in this world. There's nothing greater than our God. There's nothing greater in this world or in the universe than the power of the true and living God. It's not by power nor by might, but it's by his spirit, said the Lord. And he came, he dead, he resurrected just so he could give us of his Holy Spirit. And if there's anything we need today, if we, need, we need a renewing in the Holy Ghost. We need an infilling in the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost until it consumes us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. So when we wake up in the morning, we don't have no transgression in our hearts. We don't have no excuses for not saying thank you Lord for waking me up this morning thank you for sending me to bed last night thank you Lord for everything you've done in my life we should always have thanks in our heart the Bible said give thanks unto the Lord unto his name and praise his holy name when you got Jesus on the inside you ain't going to be short of the Holy Ghost on the outside Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I'll be with you always. But hey, there's a problem. We don't want to leave in him. He's still there. He's still the same power that he gave yesterday. He's still here today. 
Jesus gave us the Holy Ghost power not to be overcome, but to be doing the overcoming. Hallelujah. When you hear the word of God say it's the goodness of God, they lead thee to repent. You need to start saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You could have kept me in my transgression. You could have kept me in my sin. You didn't have to speak to me in my heart and soul and convict me of sin. But I thank you for giving me the opportunity to repent, to get my life lined back up for you so I can live for you, so people can see the testimony of Jesus in my heart, in my soul, in my mind, in my spirit. You got the real true Holy Ghost. You can't help but to give God joy. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. And when you're providing, you're doing everything that this word of God said, you can't help but to have strength. Because this is the victory. This is the victory. This is the victory. This is the victory. How we overcome by our faith, brothers and sisters. Saints, we need help. We need help today. I'm telling you, this world needs some serious help. I see the Holy Ghost on its way out. I see the scripture being fulfilled. The Lord is not always going to strive with man. I see that. And you can't tell me you don't see it. When you look and see what's going on around here in, the, in our state, just in our little small county, and it's not even including the world right there, you can tell me, you can, hey, it's a, it's a complete 100% admission that God's spirit is not striving with man. We need a genuine Holy Ghost. We need a Bible Holy Ghost. We need the same Holy Ghost that they received in the, in the day of Pentecost. We need a Holy Ghost that's going to cause a man to leave his family and go preach the word of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to need a Holy Ghost that's cause somebody to put their neck down for his sake. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We talking about a Holy Ghost that's going to cause a man to deny himself. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need a type of Holy Ghost that's going to make people not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. We need a type of Holy Ghost boldness where people ain't scared to talk about Jesus. We need a real Holy Ghost, a Holy Ghost where people ain't scared to live for Jesus. We need that real Holy Ghost. We need that real anointing. We need a real Holy Spirit. Now the Bible's full of warnings, brother, so it tells you you grieve not the Holy Ghost. Especially if you've been sealed with that Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. See, the reason why the world don't see nothing different, see, the, the people back then, boy, they shook the whole world. They shook the whole world because they had power. They knew that God had changed their hearts and changed their lives. Today, the way it's preached, this other gospel is preached, wherever you come to Jesus, all your problems going to be solved. You'll get happiness and peace. No, you come to Jesus, that's when trouble starts. You come to Jesus when all hell start breaking loose. Amen. But he give you power to go through it though. And he'll never leave you. 
He'll give you so much power that even when somebody, even when you're going through and you're down, you'll still be able to reach out to your hand to somebody else and say, in the name of Jesus, receive ye the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost, brothers and sisters. No, I ain't going through no sophisticated teaching and stuff like this. They just the same old thing, same old doctrine, same old gospel that was preached from the beginning. There ain't no way that God's people should be overcome by the devil. Not like this, not like the way it is today. He gave us power not to be overcome, but to do the overcoming. Hallelujah. And the problem is, is his praise is not continually in our mouth. You got your way. She got her way. They got their way. Everything but God's way. Need the Holy Ghost, brothers and sisters. The first order of business, you need to tell people about this story of Jesus. They need to understand the state that they're in and, and where they're going. You see, we, 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 we done got to the point that we don't want to offend nobody by telling them we're going to, that they're going to hell because we feel like we're judging them. Well, Jesus talked a lot about hell. Yeah, he did. Talked a whole bunch about hell. Amen. He never, he never shirked back from telling them about hell. I don't know where a lot of folk getting saved. But when I talk to people, I let them know you falling short. I let them know you're on your way to living, burning hell. And ain't nothing you're going to do about it unless you change your mind. And I tell you, what hurts more than anything in these last days is to set up and see folks saved 50, 60, 70 years and under. If you've been saved one day, you've been, and I mean, been filled with God's spirit one day and stuff, you done been saved long enough to not go back. The Bible talks about you tasting the heavenly gift and being made a partaker of his divine power. Don't you know God said it's impossible to renew you again unto salvation? If you turn around and crucify God afresh, you never know who God going to bring in your path, some stranger and stuff. Have you ever considered you entertaining an angel? Have you ever considered you need to be ready no matter where you go? See, we don't want to offend nobody today. We're ashamed, actually. We're actually ashamed of the gospel today. We're, yeah, we are. We're afraid to tell somebody about the gospel today because we're ashamed of it. We don't want them to be like us. Well, we're supposed to be like Jesus. Ain't nothing wrong with being like Jesus, brothers and sisters. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. We need a real, true, genuine Holy Ghost. And we need to start making excuses. We need to start, we need to start doing what the Word says. Bar none, plus none. Amen. God is sick and tired of these regurgitating religious ceremonies. Can you imagine? Okay, who's going to have church day? Here go church day. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that said like me. If I was the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't come. And that's just my judgment, I wouldn't come. Don't you know Jesus could have got John out of that prison? That was the farthest thing from his mind. Even John the Baptist, who baptized Jesus and knew him, 
sent messengers back to Jesus and say, are you the one? And he just got finished having it revealed to him, you the one. What did Jesus tell John? The sick are healed. Huh? You know them people who had blind eyes, they're open. The lame walk, John. What do you mean am I the one? John says, good enough to me. All right, off with my head. Off with my head. What is that telling us? That's telling us that's going to come a time that even we're going to doubt ourselves. If John the Baptist, who, who Jesus said, there was no greater prophet that ever lived than him. If he's sitting up there and he shook like that right before his death, what do you think you're going to do? Well, he's supposed to use that for your admonition and your learning not to be shaken. You think about it today. How many men we got like Stephen today? Hmm? How many men we really truly got like Stephen today? Or the Apostle Paul? Don't you know that hurt the Apostle Paul heart to have him to go persecute the whole church? He was persecuting the whole entire church. And he thought he was doing it because he had a zeal for God. And he was doing it for a zeal for God, but with no knowledge whatsoever at all. And then all of a sudden, he ends up meeting Jesus on the Damascus Road. He even asked him, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus, who you persecute. Isn't it hard for you to kick against the prick? And don't you know how much sorrow he had to deal with from that point on? Huh? And the people who he used to be zealous for going and persecuting the Christians... Now he's turning around and trying to tell them about this Jesus. You know what that man gave up to be able to tell the truth of the gospel to save people? The same zeal that he had when he was killing folks, he had another zeal to save folks. To tell people the truth, brothers and sisters. Now I'm asking you today, where is that zeal? Have we lost that zeal? The most important thing you could tell somebody today is, is about the, the, the saving, healing, and delivering of Jesus. All this other junk and garbage and stuff. We this, we that, we do this, we do that, we this, you that, and, and we can do this. And we, man, God don't care about that nonsense. First principle, first principle you're going to come to Christ, first thing is to deny yourself. So I hope that some way, somehow today, that what we do is we take this little simple message, as simple as it is, and that we use it to go do what God created us to do, the reason why he saved us. Now, you got to understand, don't go cram the gospel down somebody's throat. If they got ears to hear, they're here. They don't got ears to hear, they ain't going to hear. But the devil is using bitterness and guilt as a major tool today to make sure that the body of Christ stays impotent. Because a bitter person is not going to tell nobody about Jesus. Jesus has never done anybody wrong. He's always been there. If you went weeks without talking to him, when you, when you, did, when you made up your mind to talk to him, he was still there. My question to you is, how long does he have to suffer this kind of attitude with his church? We need to understand what it means. Come on, sometimes we need to put ourselves up there to try to understand God's position in this thing. 
He gave us his power. He gave us his spirit. Wrote our name down in the Lamb's book of life. Not for us to sit around and mope and gripe and complain and bawl and squall about everything. He gave it to us for a purpose and reason. He come to save his people from their sins. And he has to use the testimony of those who he saved so other people can see that that testimony is true and it is real. After the first and second admonition, reject. That's another tool that the devil's using. We can't, we can't give up uh, people. We, we got ungodly soul ties to people. See, we, we never, it never enter into our mind that if somebody rejects the message that you give them, that they're rejecting your God. And, and I don't know what it is, but we try to love people that don't love our God. We try to go along to get along. Uh-oh. You know, every man, I'm sorry, for every man is right in their own eyes. Every man is right in their own eyes. That's the reason why there's so much division today. Because everybody's right in their own eyes. We got all this division because everybody's right in their own eyes. They got a revival going on up here. I promise the same revival been going on last 20, 30 years. Ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing happening. I remember when I preached at a church down here, a Baptist church down here on Meridian Street in, a, in Na East Nashville, Tennessee. I was filling in for another pastor who called me up on the phone and asked me to preach. And I preached a message that night, and some people were coming in off the street and said the roof is on fire. I went outside, and I ain't seen no roof on fire, but they saw some fire. They saw some fire because the name of Jesus was being exalted. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Is that right? Isn't that right? See, brother, so we could be uh, a stronger people of God if it's five of us or 20 of us. We really could. That people could not resist against any wisdom that we have whatsoever at all. But you're going to have to come out of her. You got to come out of her right here first. Your mind's got to be transformed to fit this word. Amen. It's got to be transformed to fit this word. Let me read you something in John 7, 37. And in the last days, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me as the scripture hath said. Did y'all see what he's expounding from? He's expounding from what? The scripture. That ain't Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's the gospels. He that believe on me as the scripture have said, out of his bellies shall flow rivers of living water. This is Jesus prophesying of this to come. This is Jesus putting insight in us, telling us what's getting ready to happen before it comes. And the Bible said, but this spake he of the spirit which they that believe on him should what? Receive. Have you ever noticed today salvation has nothing to do with receiving of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It has to do, oh, he ain't getting saved. What did he do? Well, he, he received Jesus in his heart. Yeah, okay, and, and, and you're sitting here like waiting on a punchline. Well, uh-uh. Come on. Yeah. Come on. No wonder people can't overcome the devil. See, the devil's done sidetracked us, and the devil done got us busy with football, basketball, baseball, soccer. He done got us so busy, we can't be about our father's business. 
Uh-oh. I ain't got no time for Jesus because I'm too busy. You know we going. We rolling. Then we put that same nature and that same spirit on our children. Where you going? Going to a football game. Where you going? Going to a basketball game. Where you going? Going to a baseball game. What you do? We going. Where you going? We going. I don't know where we going, but we going. And have done nothing for their spiritual condition. Amen. Come on, let's just tell the truth. We scared to tell folks that. We scared to tell folks that because we might offend them. But this spake here, the spirit which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. There it is again. People need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. People need his Gerald two genuine Holy Ghost. You follow me? Amen. I'll give you an example. Just it, what what had some good old worship songs this morning? Some good old simple worship songs like that this morning. That exalting the name of Jesus like that and praising his holy name. Hmm? And, and you notice um, none of them had to do with uh, how they got put it. How they do. Um, well, what's that song that they all, there's a real popular song out there nowadays. It has to all do with I. Hmm? No, what is it? Yeah. I am a friend of God. Nothing's about how, how wonderful he is. I, I, I. I love you, Lord. I am your friend. Nothing ever, it's all about us, isn't it? Yeah. And nothing about him. Amen. Nothing about him being wonderful, magnificent. Amen. You know, if you don't spend some time with God in the quiet, he ain't going to reward you in open. Amen. When God filled me with the Holy Ghost, yeah, man, President Bush could have killed, of course, who was it, Clinton at the time, Clinton could have came in my face, I would have rebuked him. Yeah. And I still got that same fire going today. I don't hold no man's person that. I don't care who you are. You need to repent too. Amen. Repent for what? Because you're, you're a sinner. And then, of course, you got this other cliche. Well, we all sinners. Oh, no, we ain't either. Amen. My little children, this thing I write unto you that you do what? Sin, sin not. Because what is sin? The transgression of the law. See, we better not get on the law thing because then we put on that. They may want to ban that one too. Nobody's telling folks you need to keep this law. Amen. But you need to keep the law of God because it's holy. It's pure and it's just. Let me tell you something. Don't you ever let the Holy Ghost dis diminish in you because I, there's one thing I tell the people here. There's never a chance you're ever going to get it back. You remember Demas? Demas was there doing the work with the apostles. He was right there. Man, beloved. Demas was. Then he turned around and said to Demas, Paul said, Demas have forsaken me because he loved this present evil world. You know what? Demas, he looked at the world and said, I like the world more than I like you. That's the devil. Sorry, folks, but God didn't save us so we could stay the way we are. Uh-oh. Hallelujah. Man, yeah, man, are y'all depressed or something? 
Hey, where? Hi, we. Ah, oh. Yeah, where? Ah, he. Ah, ah. what? <laughs> Let's tell the truth. Before Jesus, life was hell. Yes or no? Are we telling the truth? After Jesus, life still hell. I'll be the only one to say amen. Amen. Yeah, it is. The difference is, is that he give you power. That's the difference. Amen. That's the difference. Before Jesus, you was hell. Surely you didn't think you was lovable. You were hell. After Jesus, you still hell. You just got the Holy Ghost. He's the one that's picking you up and carrying you through this thing. You don't see his hand, but his hand is the one there. That's the difference. He gives you power. You should be glad that you're able to lay hands on the sick and they recover. The Baptists can't do it. I know they can't do it. What kind of junk is this? Um, well, we, you got to go and you got to get colon surgery and stuff. So we are going to pray that God will use the doctors. That his will get done. You know what that doctor thinking? He's putting them gloves on saying, well, let's see what God going to do today. Yeah. Now, how in the world? You know, I seen a woman looking so foolish and stupid not too long ago in the hospital. You know what she was doing? The doctor was telling, 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 um, diagnosing how that this is just bad. If he don't get this surgery, then he going to die. And that woman said, well, it ain't in your hand. It's in the Lord's hand. And I'm sitting up here thinking, it's going to be in his hand if he cut him open. You can, you, can, you can talk about the Lord all you want to. And then turn around and tell somebody else, well, let's pray, honey. Let the Lord direct his hand. Where did Jesus ever need somebody's hand? I've seen him do some miraculous miracles with us sitting right here without any hand of a man. Amen. All he need is a willing vessel. Are you willing? That's all he wants to know. Are you willing? Are you willing, Brother Axel? Yes, sir, I am. And you know you're going to be tested and tried on that too, don't you? Hmm? I'm not sure if some of us are really willing to go to jail. Because that time is coming. They're not going to let us continue on the way it is. Y'all can't see that this world is bad. Y'all can't see this world has gone crazy. It's done lost its mind. We got the same condition. You know, history is repeating itself all over again, and no, can't nobody see it. Did he talk about, did they have homosexuals then? Do we got them now? Do they, got, did they have faggots then? They got faggots now, don't we? We got whoremongers and adulterers then? Got them now, don't we? Yes, sir. Yes, man. Yeah, amen. Same spirit. Hey, got killers. 
Then, how you doing it now? Sad part about it is when it's happening in the church and ain't nobody approving it. Amen, brothers and sisters. We got to love the Lord. That's just the truth. Amen. We need to really truly love the Lord. We need to remember the story of Zacchaeus, the blind man, the ten leopards. Remember stuff like that, brothers and sisters. Because hmm? all of you are open books, easily and easily to be read of all men. My question to you, what kind of book are you writing? If somebody was to pick up your book, what would they read? First disease one? First afflicted two? Hallelujah! See, we can't even rejoice at that. Look at that. As a man thinker, so is he. I never thought I'd see the day that people would get mad at us because we cast out devils. We got some people coming up from South Carolina. They're supposed to be coming up here this week for one purpose. They already say they want the Holy Ghost. Did she not say she want the Holy Ghost? She want the Holy Ghost. And Carol been telling her you need the Holy Ghost. She said, I want the Holy Ghost. And, 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 and we're going to cast out some devils again. Well, Christians can't have no devils. That's one talking to you. If Christians can't have no devils, then what are we doing? Yeah, we cast out devils. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Don't care if nobody else ain't doing it. They ain't doing it. We're going to do it. Because the Bible says so. Amen. You got the real, true, genuine Holy Ghost. You ain't going to argue with it. You're just going to go do it. Hallelujah. Well, we hope y'all enjoyed this little simple word of remembrance. That's all it was, just an old simple word of remembrance. We need to remember, brothers and sisters. Hmm? And, and if you fell short of the glory of God and you repent, don't, don't come up here asking and get baptized again. You know, that's a tradition in some places. People fall short, so they got to go get baptized. They've been baptized so much, the tadpole know their social security number. They tell you, turn around, somebody won't get baptized. What, 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 what are you? Uh, I'm rededicating. Well, open up your mouth wide and say, I'm sorry, and then fall on your face, and then get up and rejoice that God forgave you of your wicked sins. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> but see, that, that's that Protestant Catholic doctrine in us where we feel like we got to do something. Ain't God good? Ain't God good? Well, we're going to be doing a little singing tomorrow. I mean, we're going to sing and exalt the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which is, um, so I hope some of y'all been working on some songs. It don't make no difference to me how it sounds. Just get up and sing the glory of God. I'd be happy as long as his name is being exalted. Amen. As long as you ain't singing about a tear and a beer or... Somebody done ran over my dog with a pickup truck and <laughs> Hallelujah. Wanna hear none of that, brother. So we're gonna talk about we're gonna sing to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hopefully the weather's stay nice and we can just get real loud. I invited I told the sheriff, come on down. Yeah, come on down. 
Amen. Be like David. We can play some devils out of him. Hallelujah. I sent a letter up there to the sheriff because I tell him we're going we're gonna, I won't come up there in jail and preach. Well, you know, it's rocking that place. Y'all to see people when I walk in that sheriff's office up there. Boy, y'all to see these people. What is this? Y'all tell me what this is. I walk in, people go. And then they quickly grab a hold of themselves. Like, what is that? Nobody got an answer. Brother Ed said he don't know. What is that? Now you walk in there, boy, they be what? Huh? What is Brother Roger? Fear. What is Brother Rich? We better hide Brother Richard then, boy. We better hide him. Them spirits, boy. Yeah, I know what it is. It is some spirits. Those spirits sit up with them. Especially if they've been speaking evil and they see you. Ooh. Listen to me. Let me leave you with this again. Evil communication corrupts Good manners. So let's say you've been talking evil about someone or you heard evil about someone. When you come around them, you can't behave the way that you should because you got something that's already been sold into your spirit. So if you want to be kind and nice, you got that, that recourse in you. Hmm? You've been talking evil. Hallelujah. Don't, don't be talking evil. Yeah, Amen. Come on, I'll show you what. Stand up, Brother Axel. Hmm? Let's say if Brother Axel, come on over here, brother. brother. Let's say if Brother Axel, let's say if um, I, I'm, I see Brother Axel. We see him once every couple of weeks, right? I see Brother Axel, so, right? Let's say I've been talking evil about Brother Axel. Even though that I'm not trying to, there's something in me that's saying, okay, he coming that way, so I'm going <laughs> to go around this way. I'm going to go around this. Huh? And then when he, if he's coming up, he, he trying to chase me. I'm going to try to get busy doing something else. And... <laughs> Y'all ain't never noticed that spirit before? Yep. You try to avoid them who you've been talking about. Yeah. Don't sit there and look at me, Anderson, like that. Amen. <laughs> huh? And then if you have to, and you've been caught, and you've got to greet the brother or something like that, you oh, okay, hi, hi. And he's looking at, how are you doing? Nothing in his heart. And you're, you're sitting there all uncomfortable. <laughs> See, that's the spirit. Come on, come on, brother. It's the truth. It's the word. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Huh? I know y'all sisters familiar with it. Sisters, y'all run y'all mouth all the time. I know y'all. You even talking about a sister boy and one of them coming that crazy. Y'all ain't never noticed that. I'm telling you, y'all better stop that. Amen. Better stop that. Evil communication always corrupt good man. You hear an accusation about someone. You know what I mean? What if you hear an accusation about someone, then you come up and you get in front of them and you go, man, something ain't lining up. Huh? The Bible said that the person who said that evil thing, they should, you should, they should be ashamed. Y'all ain't never dealt with that spirit before, though? Huh? Y'all ain't dealing with it now, are you? Huh? Who, who dealing with it now? Who dealing with it now? Because we're going to cast some devils out right now. Oh, see, ain't nobody going to admit it. Everybody, ee, ee, ee. 
Not me. <laughs> Sky, you been talking evil about someone? No. And put on a happy face. <laughs> put on a happy face. Let's let brother love continue. Amen. You can't love your brother. You can't love God. Uh-uh. No, you can't. You can't love your brother. You can't love God. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Amen. Brother Rogers, what you got, sir? Sure. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't understand uh, somebody uh, what the apostles' doctrine was. Okay, brother Roger. Question is, let's go over here real quick and answer his question. Okay, Acts to t- Acts the second chapter. Okay, Acts the second chapter, and we'll start at two do 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 verse forty-two. Brother Roger's question is. The apostles' doctrine, he don't quite understand what that is. The Bible says, and they continue steadfast. Talking about the disciples, is that right? And the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking the bread, and in prayers. Is that right? The apostles' doctrine, doctrine is teaching. Is that right? Doctrine is teaching. And whatever the apostles taught, that's what the disciples obeyed. Okay? For instance, um, the church world says, let me give you a couple of examples. The church world says that we should be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And they use Acts, I mean, they use Matthew 28, 19. And in that, they're saying this. They're saying, well, that's what Jesus said. Now, wait a minute. The Bible says in Acts 2, 42, and they continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking the bread. And in prayers, is that right? Who taught the apostles? Jesus, Jesus did. So since Jesus taught the apostles, what we need to do is find out how did the apostles teach? Well, let's go. Let's, I'm just using an example of baptism, okay? Let's go to Acts 2.42. I mean, let's go to Acts 2.38. Read Acts 2.38. And it says what? Repent. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Who is Peter? Was Peter an apostle? Yes or no? Let's see what Peter, because Peter, remember, he was the one that had a revelation of Jesus Christ. Thou art the Christ, the son of the true and living God. Is that right? Is that right? Is that what he was taught? And he said, look what he said. And so Peter said, was he not an apostle? And Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of who? Jesus for the remissions of sins. And then he said, and you shall receive the gift of the what? Holy Ghost. Now the Baptists and the rest of these Protestants and Catholics, they, they tell you, you don't need the Holy Ghost. Now let's go to Acts chapter 19. We're just using examples of what the apostles taught. Forget about what everybody else, see the, whatever the apostles taught. Is that right? Paul was the one who wrote Corinthians, Ephesus, Colossians, Philippians. Is that right? We got the book of Peter over there. My Lord, man, Peter, all these, these men were apostles. Amen. John, these are the apostles. That's why we got the new covenant, the new testament. Because they was writing these things down for us. We need to follow their teachings. Is that right? Is that right? So here we are over in Acts chapter 19, and let's see what the apostles, are. Who, who did it say that, that, um, that was actually passing through the upper coast of Ephesus? 
It says, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Apollos was at Corinth because he usually is with Paul. Is that right? It says, Paul, having passed through the upper coast of heaven. So we did get to Acts chapter 2, and we saw what Peter taught. Now we're over in Acts 19, and we're going to see what Paul taught. Is that right? And then he said in the second verse, and he said to them, have you received the what? Holy Ghost since you believe. Now if you go back to Acts 2.38, you see that Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. And he said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Is that not what the apostles taught? See, that's doctrine. That's what we need to continue steadfast in. When he continues steadfast in that, is that right? Anything that they taught. So let's see if Paul is in harmony with Peter. And the question he asked him, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And he said unto them, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Then the second question Paul asked him was, since they were disciples, let me ask you something. How was you baptized? See, he's trying to see if this thing is lining up, if they really truly got this salvation experience. And they said, well, we was baptized under John's baptism. He said, now, wait a minute now, hold on. Hold on. Hold on for a second. Then said Paul, fourth verse. John barely baptized with the baptism of what? You have to repent. Is that right? Is that right? Now look at this. Saying unto the people that they should believe on him which has come out to him as on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the what? The Lord. So the Lord. Isn't that something? He was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So is he not in harmony with Peter? He's in perfect harmony. That's the teaching. Now you see what I mean? And not only that, they need to receive the Holy Ghost. Did not Peter tell them they need the Holy Ghost? So they need the Holy Ghost then, isn't it right? See, this is the apostles' doctrine. Y'all see that? All these teachings in holiness and how we ought to carry ourselves, this is the apostles' doctrine. This is what the new covenant church should be continuing today. And the apostles' doctrine is not apostles. Meaning apostolic. A name that they don't put to it. Or Pentecost. Pentecost was actually a feast day, a day of experience that when God used that time to pour out the Holy Spirit. He didn't tell you to make it a religion. He says day of Pentecost. He didn't tell you to make uh, apostolic a religion. He said you just continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine who is in harmony with who? Jesus. You got that? I know, I'm just using this as an opportunity to teach too. Use an opportunity to teach. Is that right? And there was many other things that, that the apostles in their teachings, they taught. And they harmonized each other. See, that's the reason why we're following this new covenant. And if you notice, when somebody tell you that you don't have to go and you don't have to obey that old covenant, you don't have to be on that old covenant, that ain't what the apostles taught. Because them same apostles is, is telling you, let's go over in the book of Romans real quick. See, on the book of Romans real quick and see what he says. Hmm? Mm, trying to figure out which one I should I do. There's just so many of them. Let's go to Romans 6, starting verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us that was baptized into who? Jesus Christ was baptized into his what? Death, therefore we were buried with him by what? 
Baptism. So when Jesus was telling the, um, the disciples then in Matthew 28, 19, because he was here with us, going to all the world and, and teach to all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, the question is, who's the Father? Jesus. Who's the Son? Jesus. Who the Holy Spirit? Jesus is. Well, how you know that? Well, simple. Let's go to um, John, the 14th chapter. That's the reason why we got to know this word, brothers and sisters. You got to put a line up on line, precept on precept, like it stated over in Isaiah 28. See, y'all done got me off, brother Roger. You got me going now, brother. Look what he said. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Who's doing this talking? Believe also in me. Is that right? For in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you, but I go to do what? Prepare a place for you. Now, who's going to the father's house to prepare a place? Jesus is. And he said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Is that right? Yes, and whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Then look at this. Thomas, is that right? Who's just so happened to later on be an apostle. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come unto who? The Father, but by who? Me. Is that right? And then Jesus said this to Thomas in the seventh verse. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. You hear that? And from henceforth, you know him. Who's the him? The father. And have seen him. Jesus said, you're looking at the father right here, Thomas. Philip said, wait a minute. Philip said, Lord, come on now. You're going to come show us the father. And it suffices of us. In other words, Jesus, don't talk in no riddles. Don't give me no parables. You show me the Father and I will be satisfied. Is that all right? Uh -huh. Now, look what he says. Look what he said. Now, look at this. Jesus said unto him, have I been so long time with you and yet has thou not known me, Philip? He that have seen me have seen the Father. And how sayest thou didn't show us the Father? Is that not so? Huh? Let's go to Matthew 123 real quick. Three, a couple more verses here. See, brother Rod, you done started something, brother. Matthew 1. Behold, a virgin shall be with child. Who is going to be with a child? A virgin. Is that right? And shall bring forth a son. Who's going to bring forth his son? The virgin. the virgin. And they shall call his name. Whose name? Emmanuel. The son name. Emmanuel. The son is the subject, right? Yeah. Emmanuel. Which being interpreted is. Somebody read that. God with us. Who is that? The son. Does that make sense? Isaiah 7, 14. Now we got to go back over because he got to find a scripture for it. There has to be a scripture for it. See, that's the reason why folks ain't being saved today because they ain't being taught right. They've been taught tradition rather than truth. Is that right? Isaiah 7, 14, look what the Bible says. Therefore, the Lord himself, who shall give you a sign. Does this not sound like Matthew 1, 23? Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a what? Son. And shall call his name what? Emmanuel. 
Emmanuel. It, there the son is called what? Emmanuel. We read over in Matthew 1, 23, which has been interpreted, God with us. Is that right? Isaiah 9, 6. Is that right? For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name, whose name? Somebody say son. Son, you hear that? Shall be called wonderful. Counselor. Who is all this? The son. Is that right? The son. The subject matter is the son. The mighty God. The everlasting Father. And the Prince of Peace. Let's go to First Timothy 3. Let's go to First Timothy 3.16. First Timothy three sixteen. See, we won't crawl all over this thing just for one second here. We won't let the Bible do the talking. Is that right? And without controversy, great is the mystery of God. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. God was what? That means clearly seen, clearly known in the flesh. Let's see what else about this God, okay? Justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Who, what God was doing and received up in the glory. I thought God was already in glory. Well, let's go to Acts 1 and 8. Yeah, that's how he gets some mileage on his Bible, brother and sister. Hmm? Amen. Jesus said, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses both you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria unto the uttermost parts of earth. And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. See, the problem is today is that people don't know who Jesus is. Huh? Let's go to Exodus 3 real quick. Jesus said, didn't he not just say over in, in John 14, I am the way, I am the truth. He had a whole bunch of I am's, didn't he? Yeah. Let's go over to Exodus, third chapter. Hmm? Start at verse 13. Look what the Bible says. And Moses said unto God, behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers have sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am. Have sent me unto you. Isn't that something? It's amazing how Jesus talked that way, isn't it? Huh? So I said, well, I thought there were three of them, not as one. Huh? First John 5, 7. I don't want to hear that. Anything with three, if there's three gods, you got That's a demon. Amen. Ain't no three gods. 
For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. These three are uno. Y'all see that? There's just one God, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And that's who, when the, so when the apostles was talking about Jesus, they knew who they was talking about. So when they was telling people to be baptized in the name of Jesus, they knew what they was talking about. And don't let this old powerless, um, ignorant, stupid, satanic, sacred name junk deceive you. None of them boogers got no power. I had one of them, I had a pastor, I, you know I don't call no names, Pastor Roberts. I had him tell me, that uh, you 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 casting out devils in the in the name of the prince of no you casting out devils by the power of the prince of the devil, and I said you know who you sound like, if you know the scriptures like you say you do you know you just got finished repeating what your father's just got finished saying. See, I threw a slam back at him too. He didn't know it. I said you should know better than that. Can nobody cast out no devils unless unless the Lord Jesus is with them, huh? Amen. Amen. Pastor, were well, you all not to call names? Paul did. Yep. How we know who the deceivers were, we didn't call names. Amen. I don't mind calling names. Amen. Come on, when we talk about folks, we call names, don't we? Yep. Amen. Amen. We need to get righteous, brothers and sisters. Come on now. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We call yeah, amen. Don't try to say, but we need to get minute now. So the apostles' doctrine, brother, is what the apostles taught in sound doctrine. Hmm? Anything you're reading, you go over here to Titus and, and Timothy and, and all these, all these is, hey, these are, these are stuff that, that the, the apostles taught to the young elders. Teachings for us today. And thank God for these teachings. At least they take with some of us. Well, I mean some of us, some of us in the assemblies. They really don't take with a lot of us. See, Pure religion is undefiled before the Father. You know what I mean? How in the world can you say that you love God and you don't love your brother who you can't see? The Bible says I'll show you a liar and the truth is not even in you. So the apostles taught people need a baptism of the Holy Spirit because Jesus taught it. The apostles taught that they, people need to be baptized completely, submerged in water. Amen? Because Jesus did it. He was an example for us. Amen. Is that right? Need to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Because Jesus filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in his baptism, the, the Spirit descended upon him like a what? Duh. And don't let me have to go over here and, and type in this Bible here and, and show you all the places that Jesus spoke in tongues. Because he did that too. See, so what people got to do is get out of this dead religion that is powerless and get away from these dead preachers that ain't got no power. Anybody can get up and, 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 and sound a word. The Democrats and Republicans do that, yet and still they ain't got no power. Amen. Well, we bless you in the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you for your words of truth. May your name be continued to glorify and lift it up and shone forth in us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Y'all have a good Sabbath day. Amen. I went ahead and closed up so I wouldn't get no more questions. I'm just kidding, brother. I ain't talking about you. I'm just kidding.